0: Hey everybody, it's Sue Bidstrup with the Great Big Yes Podcast. Welcome. On this podcast, I encourage you to say yes to living a life that you love, that you're excited about, and that you can't wait to wake up to every day. glad that you're here with me today. I know we are in the middle of the pandemic still and it's August and we're all kind of like, whoa, how did this even happen? Um, This started five months ago and so we're still in it and I just want to encourage you. Yesterday something really cool happened and I wanted to talk to you guys about it. A friend of mine texted me and she said that There was this announcement on the radio and it was encouraging people to go to their school, go to their children's school and pray like on the front steps of the school or on the grounds of the school, pray for an awesome school year, right? And so we went to the high school yesterday and there was people gathered, probably about 15 people or so, and we started to pray. And you guys, I didn't know how much I needed this. I just started crying. I mean, these people that were there were praying in such a beautiful way, really just calling for God to just come down and come upon the school and all of the students and all of the teachers, all of the administrators, everyone who works there, all of the parents. And it just made me feel so calm and so, I think, just peaceful. And here's the thing. I'm a praying person. And yet, I hadn't really, like, stormed the gates of heaven for the school year. My youngest is a senior in high school, and so I have a college-age student and a college graduate. And the... People that have the little kids are going through, I think, a lot more turmoil than I am right now. You know, they're trying to decide, do we do this at home? Do we do this in person? You know, some people have, you know, five or six kids across the spectrum. You've got grade school, you've got preschool, you've got junior high, you've got high school. I feel for you, moms. And I want to offer this to any mom of school-age kids, no matter how old they are. It's really, really powerful to just... Even if you're not on the steps of the school, just to sit and and really just picture that school and really just pray for those kids and everyone who works in that school. We prayed for divine connections for our kids. We prayed for um, good influences for our kids. We prayed for peace. We prayed for unity. We prayed for excitement and joyful expectation. We prayed for all of the people that will come in contact with that school this year. And not only that school, but the community and the city and the state and then the country, right? Because one thing leads to the other. It's kind of like when Mother Teresa said, you know, if you want to go change the world, go home and love your family, right? If you want to change the world, go home and love your family, right? And I think it was Ronald Reagan who said that all great change in America happens at the dinner table. And so it's taking it to this local level, to the teachers that will affect your children this year, the people that will come in contact with your children, the counselors, the school nurse, the janitor, the lady at the front desk, right? Everyone, the coaches, everyone that will come in contact with your kids, pray for them. Everyone that's in a leadership position in the schools, the administrators, the superintendent, the school board, right? Pray for them, right? All the parents, right? Because as parents, the way that we're behaving is going to rub off on our children, right? But more than that, even, we're praying for all of those people. And there's such peace that comes from that because what what you realize is that it's not... We may not be able to... Or feel like we can affect change, but when we pray we feel that sense of relief. There's a quote that says, you know, prayer doesn't change God, but it changes me. And I felt that yesterday. And I was just crying and praying. I prayed for all the kids who are suffering from anxiety. I prayed for all the kids who are entering a new school. I prayed for all the kids who feel like they maybe aren't good at learning online and they're scared about how this is going to go. I prayed for all the kids who are, you know, going into their senior year and want to have all their senior things happening and And just all the different things, you know, one mom prayed for all the kids walking into that lunchroom for the first time or feeling like um, they don't belong, not knowing where to sit in class, not knowing um, who their friends will be, not feeling included, right? So we each have our things that we want to pray for um, based on really what we know and what our experiences are. And that's what's so beautiful when we come together to pray. And so if you guys have something you want to pray for, I want you to DM me. I want you to comment. I want you to send me an email at greatbigyes1 at gmail.com or DM me at greatbigyes on Instagram. I want to pray for your kids. I want to add them to the list. I want to pray for their needs. I want to pray for your schools. Like, where are we? What do we need right now? What do we want to pray for? And one of the most important things that happened was we started praising God. You know, we started saying prayers like, God, we know you're sovereign and we trust you. Right? And there's three verses I wanted to share with you today that I hope will give you some hope. And it's really just a good reminder for us when we go into God's word to be reminded of who God is. And he's never changing, you guys. It's not like the pandemic has taken God off the throne or surprised him in any way or that he's asleep at the wheel. He's not paying attention. He knows, he sees, and he's still sovereign, right? And so one of the greatest um, gifts of yesterday was somebody prayed and somebody suggested that this is a reset and you know me as a life coach I'm all about the way we look at it the way we um, think about it right what our thought is about something An an external circumstance can't hurt us what hurts us is the thought about the circumstance and so when we look at the pandemic and we go oh my gosh this is the end of the world. Things will never be the same. We're going to lose all our freedom and we're just, our kids are never going to know America like we know America. Okay. That's not true and it's not hopeful and it's not helpful. (laughs) Right? So we ask ourselves, is this thought that I'm thinking true and is it helpful? Right? But what if we took that thought captive and what if we said, Lord, thank you for this opportunity to reset. Thank you for this time I've had with my family. Thank you for the ability to see possibilities and opportunities even within the midst of loss, confusion, and sickness. Thank you, God, that you're sovereign and that this get, is a get-to Start over, rethink, reset. So yeah, maybe school won't look exactly the same as it's always looked, especially starting out. But why have we decided that's a bad thing? So I want to challenge you to think of whatever you're going through in this time. Is it possible that it's a reset? Is it possible that it's an invitation? What are you being invited into? Are you being invited to take a look at how you school your kids or what you choose for schooling for your kids? Are you being invited to look at maybe a, a lot of pressure that you put on your kids to achieve and to get into Harvard, which now is online, and now you're thinking, do I wanna pay $60,000 a year for an online school? Maybe you're resetting what you thought was important. Maybe you're like, wait a minute, what's important is these people that are closest to me that no matter what happens, they're my people. These are the people that I will be with. Think about the people that you've been with during the quarantine and that you've called and that you've wanted to check up on. The people that God has placed in your heart. Those are your people. So is this a reset? To appreciate? To call your mom more? To connect back with your best friends from long ago? Is this a reset? Is this an opportunity? Is this an invitation? I say it is. So there's a couple of things here I wanted to um, talk to you about. 1 Corinthians 14.33. Very simple. For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. If you feel yourself confused, angry, lashing out, I would ask you to go back to God and let God give you direction and turn off the news. I would ask you, could it be possible that you're allowing the news and Facebook and social media to preach to you instead of God? I would ask you, Are the things that you're listening to and watching calling out your higher self or your, like, base emotions? Right? I would ask you, at the end of this, when you look back on how you behaved, what you posted, what you said, what your emotions were, and how you showed up, will you be proud? Did you stand firm in your faith or did you fall into fear? Anything that comes at you that causes disunity or confusion is not from God because God is not a god of confusion but of peace. He's not a god of disunity but of unity. He's not a god of chaos. He's the god of peace. So that's 1 Corinthians 14:33. Very simple, very straightforward, and a great little litmus test. If you read a post or you are allowing something to come into your mind, in, in through your ears and into your mind, into your heart and soul, and it's causing you unrest, it's causing you anger, it's making you want to lash out, it's making you feel unworthy or um, just like you're, you're so irritated right now. Question the source. Do not just fall into every emotion that comes your way. Question your thought about it. Question the source. Question your belief here. This is the deep work. Could it be that this whole thing is a reset for all of us to start thinking and believing and really going deep within ourselves and saying, who do I want to be? Time is short. How am I going to show up? But if it causes confusion, chaos, and disunity, it's not from God. The other one I want to talk about is my favorite verse of all time. It's my life verse. It's Philippians 4, 6 through 7 which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Here's the thing. Do not be anxious. Do not fear is in the Bible a lot. This gives us what to do. It's not fair for me to say, don't fear, just trust God. This is offering us action. You know I love action. As a coach, I'm always like, take action, take action. It's not enough to just think something different, but how will you act on that? So this says, in every situation, it doesn't say in every situation except COVID, in every situation except 2020, in every situation except in an election year. No, in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Tell him what you want. You have not because you ask not. Tell him what you want. You want peace. You want freedom from fear, freedom from anxiety. You want your kids to have a good school year. You want a new job. You want a job. Whatever it is, tell him everything. And don't censor yourself. You don't have to. God sees and knows everything. He loves you so much. You can't offend him. Tell him what you want. Be grateful that he's listening. He is listening, right? So you present it with thanksgiving. Like, thanks God. Thanks for showing up again. Thanks for listening. Thank you for my breath today. Here's what I want. And you can do it. It says by prayer and petition. List that out, people. Tell him. All right, don't be shy. This is the time. What if this is the invitation to talk to God more? Amen? What if we all just talked to God more? That peace of God which transcends all understanding would guard our hearts and our minds. (laughs) How awesome would that be? So that's Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And then my final one is my verse Um, that I picked out when I started going through life coaching school and it it felt like a mantra for me for this new season of my life. And it still does. I love this verse. I love all the different versions of this verse. So I'm going to read some words here as well. But it's 2 Timothy 1, 7. For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. I'm going to read another one. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but of power and of love and of calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. Another one for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. The message version. I love the message version. Eugene Peterson, who wrote the message version, is one of my heroes. He has passed, but he is such an amazing man and has written so many amazing books, and he's just incredible. The message version of the Bible is when it really came to life for me. You will hear some Christians poo-poo the message version. I caution people against doing that because I know I'm an example of somebody who, when I read the message version, even though I had, was been, I had been raised in church, I'd been raised in the Catholic church, and so scripture really wasn't paramount. I didn't learn about it. When I started reading the message, it came alive. It changed everything for me. And so, before you judge someone's path or which version of the Bible they own, or like the Catholics are telling you, you have to read a certain version with the imprimatur in the front. Okay, I want to just right now. Just I'm not worried about any of that. That's very legalistic to me, and it doesn't offer any freedom. And so I want to encourage you to look at the words in the different versions of the Bible. If you go to the Bible Gateway, you can just look up a a verse and it'll take you to all the different versions. I I say you do that. See what speaks to you. God's not afraid of us looking at different versions. Please. Okay? Spare me on that one. Here's the message version of this verse, 2 Timothy 1.7. That precious memory triggers another. Your honest faith and what a rich faith it is handed down from your grandmother Lois to your mother Eunice and now to you. So this starts in the middle of a story, right? And the special gift of ministry you received when I laid hands on you and prayed. Keep that ablaze. God doesn't want us to be shy with his gifts, but bold and loving and sensible. So whether you decide if you want the word you use to be sensible at the end or you want the word to be self-control or good judgment or self-discipline or of a sound mind, you decide. But God did not give us a spirit of timidity or fear, right? but one of power, love, and self-discipline. Another version calls it temperance. One version says God gave us his spirit and the spirit doesn't make us weak and fearful. Instead, the spirit gives us power and love. He helps us control ourselves. Another version says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of soberness of mind. Another says, the spirit given to us by God isn't a fearful spirit. It's a spirit of power, love, and prudence. Bottom line, God's spirit is in you and you are not made to be fearful. He did not give you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and sound mind. You know better than to fall into the fear that the culture is selling you. And when you forget and you get into it, because I've done it too, and you kind of get in this blah moment and you're like, I can't even, I can't, this is horrible. Catch yourself. Remind yourself. Put this on your mirror. God did not give you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. And so what does a person with power and love and a sound mind do? One, they pray and thank God for this, right? And then they get out there and they tell other people about it. They encourage other people. They stand strong in the middle of storms with power and love and self-discipline. Soberness of mind, sound judgment, self-control. It's time for us to rise up in the truth of what we know and the truth of who we are. And we don't grieve and throw hissy fits like the rest of the world. We get down on our knees and we thank God. We pray because he told us to pray. Do not be anxious about anything, but in all things with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. So we get down there and we pray, right? We know for a fact that he's not the God of confusion, but of peace. And he's given us his spirit, and it's not a spirit of fear. It's a spirit of power and love and sound mind. Self-discipline, sound mind, however you want to say that last part. I love all the words. Sound mind, self-discipline, sound judgment, self-control, wise discretion. Listen to this one. For God has not given us a spirit of cowardice, but a power of love and of wise discretion. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have the Amplified Bible, but it's a beautiful Bible that gives you all these different words. So if you love words, like I love words, you can read a scripture and then it gives you all the different words. So like this one says, um, for God did not give us a spirit of timidity. And then in parentheses, it says of cowardice, of craven and cringing and fawning fear. But in parentheses, he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. So it kind of includes all the words. I hope this blesses you. I hope that you see this as a reset. Maybe to talk to God more. Maybe to read scripture more. Maybe to not be anxious and put your prayer and petition out to God. Maybe to understand that God is not the God of confusion, but of peace. Maybe this is the first time you've thought about you having the spirit in you and knowing that that's not a spirit of fear, but knowing and receiving and accepting that you have power and love and self-discipline. I think we look around and we wonder, who's going to lead us? Who's going to show up positive? When are we going to get some good news? (laughs) And you guys, this is the good news. And you are the leader. And you are the one who's going to show up positive, powerful, full of love and self-control. Show them how it's done. Start with your kids in your home, and then pray for all the kids in your school, and all the teachers and parents and administrators in your district. And then pray for all the schools in your town. Pray for all the schools in your state. Pray for all the schools in this nation. Pray for all the kids, all the teachers all the administrators, all the parents in this nation. Whether you agree with them on Facebook or not. Pray for all of them because you have power. You know how to love and you have self-discipline. You have a sound mind. You have wise discretion we can do this, you guys. It starts with us. Yesterday was a great reminder for me. Tears rolling down my face, arms up in praise. And I hope this blesses you as well. Tell me what you want me to pray for. I'm all in. I'm ready. I'm praying for all of us. Thanks for being here, you guys.